You're listening to The Brunch Babes. We're a trio of 30-something friends who decided to turn our brunch conversations into a podcast. Join us weekly as we dig into a variety of topics, from beauty to wellness to pop culture to body positivity and all things we find relevant. So pull up a chair, pop some bubbly, and get brunchy with us. Cheers! Welcome back to brunch. I'm Carly. I'm Lindsay. And I'm Jen. And happy International Women's Day! All right, on today's episode, we are very excited. We are going to be doing several interviews. Uh, we're going to be interviewing a few different entrepreneurs and female business women in Topeka, um, some friends of ours, as well as one of our own. We're going to be talking to Lindsay as well. Um, Yay! Uh, Lindsay is a stylist and is going to be talking about her experience as an independent stylist, as well as a small business owner here in Topeka. But first up, we're going to be interviewing photographer, artist, and teacher Amy Klein. So Amy and I worked together years ago, and that is how I met her. We thought it would be wonderful to interview you because you are just doing so much, and I love all that you are doing and the business ventures that you're starting. So could you tell us a little bit about yourself and all of your ventures and your art and all of that? Yeah. Um, so thank you guys so much for having me. I'm super excited to be here. Super excited to talk to you guys, especially related to International Women's Day. So I live in Topeka. I'm a mom. I have three kids and a husband and I'm a teacher. I teach at Topeka High. I teach art right now. Yeah, Jen and I met when I was teaching. We taught at Williams together. I feel like you met me at a particularly non-polished point in my life might be a way to put that (laughs) a graceful way to put that maybe but yeah like since then I've ventured out and done more things so I'm super excited to talk to you guys about that yeah I'm full-time teacher full-time mom and then in my free time like that exists I started working in photography and I do that on the side. And then I also have been working to create more of my own art, which is something I've done for long portions of my life and done taken a lot of long hiatuses from in my life, but have kind of found my way back to that really in the past year. That's become a lot more prevalent in my life that I've been producing a lot more work. And I feel like the art part of my life has kind of come a little more full circle here recently. So I'm really excited to to share that with you guys. Yeah, your art is incredible. We've been ooing and aahing over <laughs> some of your prints and stuff that you've done. And it is just incredible the way that you portray women and their bodies. And it's just like raw and real. And yeah, I felt like it really resonated with me, especially with so, so many of the things that we talk about on this podcast with body positivity and embracing just, you know, our our bodies as women and and being unapologetic about that like to me that spoke to me when I saw your art it reminded me of like that kind Mm -hmm. of that kind of feeling and that kind of spirit and thank you I'm so glad I wanted to ask you like I can just it, it it's so clear how much like it seems like femininity and womanhood inspires your art so I just wanted to like give you a chance to kind of speak on that yeah absolutely so in the past year especially. Well, I've been on this kind of like journey of like, kind of finding myself or kind of coming back to myself, maybe. Um, It's been a long journey. It is by no means complete. Um, But in the past year, 
like heavily that kind of just like the journey of being a woman in our society has been real heavy on my mind. Um, there have been some heavy things for women politically and just socially, well, forever. But mm, for yeah. me, those have been very prevalent, heavy on my mind lately. And a lot of my artwork is, to me, is like, it's like a visual, like storytelling. So a ton of it comes from my stories and just my, like, it, it's essentially, I'm just pulling anybody who will look along for the ride of my like processing <laughs> of my life and my history and what's happening in the world is like resonating with me. And I think that I do kind of look to challenge in my artwork or, or maybe just spark like a thought. What is it to be a woman? What is it to be feminine? What can that look like? What are we told that's supposed to look like? Mm -hmm. um, does it have to look that way? Uh, those are just the things that I think that theme is probably carried throughout my artwork because those are probably things I've been, that's something I've questioned, you know, throughout, throughout my life. And a good thing to question. I mean, it's something we should always be asking ourselves, especially as like, because society's standards for what women should look like are always changing. So mm -hmm. we yeah. should always be questioning those right back. Right. And I think that, um, you know, for a long time, I didn't know like if I like fit that mold or I, you know, I think there is this almost like competitiveness that is like built in to being female, yeah. being a woman, like bred into us by society is how like I feel. For me, I see like that comes from this, like pulls in a lot of that, like, am I good enough? Am I pretty enough? Am I like, I feel like we are almost conditioned to believe that there's not enough. Right. Like only the prettiest people find love or only the fill in the blank with whatever it is. Am I too skinny? Am I too fat? Am I too thick? Am I too blonde? You know, whatever it is, fill in the mm. blank with the adjective. And so it's been like a huge long journey for me to try to break like out of that. And I think a lot of my artwork kind of comes from that vulnerable place. And that's powerful that you're using your art as like your voice of the femininity and expressing those thoughts that you sound like have been pent up for quite some time. Mm -hmm. It's a good um, outlet. Yeah. And so for me, like my artwork is is kind of a portion of like self care, um, a portion of just like, like art is kind of the language, I guess that like, I feel like I can put all those things that like, don't come out in words. That's kind of how I have come to process things that I'm struggling with. There's a ton of symbolism in my artwork. You may not necessarily like even know when you look at it. Typically, a lot of the um, the settings are often in nature or there's like plant life included. And a lot of it is like very symbolic. Um, a lot of it is actually derived from poisonous plants. And so um, different kinds of like um, plants that are poisonous or whether they aren't necessarily poisonous, but they might basically just suck all of the nutrients out of everywhere and, and starve everything else, mm. um, you know. So like there's always embedded little nuggets of information that, that you may not know when you look at it. And that's OK. Yeah, I find um, that fascinating because I'm sure lots of artists are just like you. And they do that in their own artwork. And unless you know, you don't know. Yeah. Yeah. 
They do. I can tell you they do. Yeah, well, I, can, I don't know that they all do, but I right. do have a minor in art history. Um, and that was why I loved art history. Because it was like learning, like the behind the scenes yeah. of the artwork, like the message. And I, you know, I'm a total nerd about that stuff. So um, I love that. Yeah, it's great. really, that's just what I'm doing is like telling processing information and, you know, processing my like feelings and my just the mess, the hot mess that I am. And we <laughs> love it. it. Yeah, <laughs> we love it. So you said that you have been really creating these works of art the past year and a half. Um, but when did you discover that art was really like your calling? Like, have you been artistic your whole life? Have you been creating works throughout your life? Um, do you want to give our listeners an idea of that? Yeah, so this is this is really kind of interesting, I feel like, for me, because I've always been very interested in art. When I was young, I drew a lot, and I've always loved it. I've always loved to, like, create stuff, whether it was sewing or drawing, painting. I've always been, like, a maker of some sort. In high school... I kind of got kind of reignited when I was like a junior in high school. And then I went to KU and got an art degree. It was really like a great time to get an art degree. Um, it was it was fun. Um, I loved like I had some great teachers. I still like follow their art and um, see them every now and again. But I was like not in a place when I was in college to really... I don't even think like in retrospect, I don't even think I like really knew who I was. And so for a long time, I felt like I had I like I had really wasted that portion of my life. Because when you're when you are now in your late 30s, and you have three kids and a full time job and like 50,000 sports games, like <laughs> time is like the most valuable resource that exists to me, you know, it's like, if I just had time, you know, mm, and I so, feel that so much. I look, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> so I look back at that you know, time of my life. And I just didn't like really produce a lot of great artwork. I didn't feel like I had a lot of great ideas. And when I look back at that now, like I really kind of, I don't know if it was like shame or just like frustration with myself, but I felt like that was such like a wasted opportunity for me, like that I didn't take advantage Mm. of that time in my life. Like I wish I would have. I feel like I can really relate with you on that. Um, I feel like looking back on the wasted time part, Mm. you know, like I've been a creative person my whole life. And I feel like before starting a family and getting older and yeah, the wasted time, like I wish I would have taken myself a little bit more seriously and done something and produced more out of myself. But I feel like with age comes the wisdom and confidence that um, really drives your passions. Yes, absolutely. I think I've kind of come to understand that I didn't know who I was like as a person then I was in like a really just kind of, I was in a pretty toxic relationship. Um, I wasn't like really trying to like better myself as a person. I didn't know. I don't know that I was like trying to even be myself. I think I, I was still kind of trying to be like who other people wanted me to be. And so when I look back, I'm like, well, no wonder I couldn't find a creative voice because I'm not even sure I had like an actual voice that I even knew, you know? And so for me, finding my artistic voice and finding the ability to make things that are authentic, I had to find like who I was as a person authentically to make authentic artwork. And Mm -hmm. for me, that was like a, that was a long ass journey, (laughs) long. (laughs) Um, But in retrospect, 
I still have all of the learning that I did and the experience that I had. And now I'm, I'm putting a lot of that to use now. So I don't know, I no longer really feel like that was like wasted time. I'm a little more kind to myself about Good. that just not being the place I was then. You weren't ready then. And you're ready now. I wasn't. Like I wasn't. And I like hadn't yeah. even dealt with the, you know, I hadn't even processed, you know, because some of the artwork I'm making and honestly, some of the ideas I work with are things that I was like interested in and working with back then. But I hadn't really like processed through those like thoughts and parts of my life and what those meant for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I wasn't, you know, I, I didn't speak on those because I hadn't even like really, you know, digested those yet. And so now I'm just kind of at a place where whatever I'm working through is or thinking about is what comes out on the page. Typically, it's kind of been like a long journey for me, um, my whole life. And then the past 20 years, and I went, you know, I went through a lot of times where I would make things um, where I would be like, really gung ho about it. But I was very, mm, I don't know, not shy, but I never felt good enough. I always felt like I was like, way too mediocre to like, try to actually make art. And like put it in front of people because I felt like, you know, like imposter syndrome. I, felt like I was fraud. just about to say <laughs> that feeling of, well, who am I to be doing this? Right. I relate to that yeah. so much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Second guessing and, I, and doubting yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I still feel that sometimes, but I just keep doing things anyway. Good. Because, you know, I, I believe, and I have to like remind myself this, it's the same things I'm like trying to teach my kids. If you're being authentic with what you bring to the table then that's it, you know, Mm -hmm. like, that's fine. Um, I think, like, when I was talking about kind of this competitiveness, and this not being good enough, and this notions that are just so like, they just feel very heavy. And I think, I think a lot of women would relate to that. I'm sure a lot of people in general do. But I, I feel like there's a particular, I don't know, would you guys agree with that? But like, there's just a lot on the shoulders of women to be just a certain way. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yes. But I really feel like I've had a lot of growth in that area in the last year personally that like I'm not so concerned about that anymore. Like I tell my kids and I think a lot of times I the things we teach our kids are like the things we end up maybe like I needed to hear that. And that's where that Mm -hmm. comes from. It's like there's always going to be people who are better. Right. Like, I mean, there's there's one person at every skill set that is the best. And sure. even that's debatable, right? Right. Like, I'm going to say, Ronaldo, sure. Like, is, every, it, is yeah. it Ronaldo? Is it Messi? Like, I, you know, um, is it, <laughs> is it Michael Jordan? You know what right. I mean? So unless you're finding yourself in that conversation, um, which I don't anticipate being put in one of those. But um, so unless you're in that, you know, are you the greatest? Someone's always going to be better. Okay. But like, so what? Right. You know? We can't like, compare. We're still yeah, good like, enough. If, mm-hmm. if you're passionate yeah, about like, it and you have that skill, like, we shouldn't doubt ourselves. Right. Yeah, we show up and we do like what we can do. And when we do it authentically, like yeah. maybe that it. resonates with people, you know, um, I asked my husband, like literally just a few days ago, what is it like being married to an aspiring artist? And really what I was referring to is the fact that like, I'm always up doing things to like 1am and keeping him awake or (laughs) um, my bedroom's always messy because I'm dragging all my art crap out and you know, that kind of stuff. Um, He's like, well, I wouldn't say aspiring. Like you are an artist. I was like, oh, well maybe like an aspiring to be good artist. And he was like, eh, like do you even have to be good? Like if somebody likes it, 
that's fine. Right. I was like, true, true. Thank you. Like, that's what I try to tell my kids. And thank you for reminding me. So prices are a hot topic right now. I see lots of videos and conversations about um, people complaining about prices or saying that people charge too much for certain things, but they don't always understand what goes into deciding prices and the work that goes into creating these pieces of art. So could you kind of walk us through your process with coming up with your prices and help people understand you know, the why behind how much things cost. Yeah, absolutely. I think that art is so subjective, right? Like, Mm -hmm. we have so many images that are like readily available to us. Everything, like really every market, I feel like is a saturated market, right? Mm -hmm. Because everyone has access to everything, which is cool and difficult at the same time. You know, when you're Mm -hmm. trying to like, um, break into is the right word I'm not sure I'm trying to break in anywhere um (laughs) like to the art scene but um one thing like with my artwork a lot of what I do is printmaking so if you're if you're not familiar with printmaking I make one I carve linoleum is what I do and I make one block but then I can print many images from that so because of that they're limited edition images but I can make multiples so those are still handmade art but since I can make multiple I can offer them at a lower price and mine my prints usually range anywhere between like 30 and 50 dollars my paintings are usually like paintings are one of a kind Mm -hmm. um and so those are usually quite a bit higher anywhere in like the two to four hundred dollar range I get the questioning of that because I get that however like You know, you look at an image or a a thing, the object, whatever it is, whether it's a piece of jewelry or, you know, a painting, whatever, but you're purchasing one, like materials for art are are generally not super cheap. I doubt unless they're like just amazing, maybe, uh, maybe some artists, I shouldn't speak for other artists. For me, (laughs) nothing like for all the art that you see. There are so many failures that came before. There's so much trial and error. And I like emphasize the error, right? Mm-hmm, like there's, right. there's a lot. So there are there's years of practice and investment and literally blood, sweat and tears. Like literally those things that mm-hmm. are probably were the predecessors to whatever the artwork or object that you're looking at is. And so... People love to say, and they love to say this about famous art too, like I could have done that. I'm like, maybe, but you didn't. Huh, right, but you didn't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so, but did you? <laughs> yeah. And so I think that um, being an independent artist, all the things that you don't see, like independent artists generally also build websites, keep their own books. Um, like there's a lot of like effort and time that goes into trying to like even make your art visible to people. I'm like at a place where like I don't want to overprice my art and I do want to sell my art, but I also don't feel bad that like that's what it costs. Because there was a time like starting out and particularly like in taking photographs too, where I was almost apologetic that I was like 
charging people this amount of money. I get um, that. Yeah, I think that's pretty relatable and yeah. valid. Yeah. Like, yeah. Lindsay's apologized before to us. I'm like, yeah. no, you are worth it. You yeah. are worth the price that you choose. Whatever price you choose is the price that we'll pay because you've worked hard. You've put hours into things and thought it through and you created something that I can't do. Mm-hmm. Right. And I mean, it is the choice, right? Like mm-hmm. if you don't want to buy my art or pay me to take your pictures like that is totally your choice yeah but I mean we kind of live in a time that everyone who has access to filters in an iPhone sometimes thinks they're a photographer right and that's like something I mean even as someone who's like creative myself I'm sure I have oh I'm Lindsay you do hair I like thought I could do my own highlights one time. <laughs> I was like, I've seen how they like do the comb and the foil. Like I can do that. I was so wrong. Um, I was so wrong. <laughs> Couldn't have been more wrong. Um, you know. So I mean, like we're all guilty of that at some point. Like, oh, right. I could do that. Exactly. You know. Um. But typically, like prices people are charging you, you know, are not. It's not like oh well, you know these earrings like I could buy earrings at Target for $20 yes you can so go buy those (laughs) yes and you and that's totally valid right if that's where you're at you know you could make coffee at home for 50 cents but a lot of us will still go to Starbucks Mm -hmm. you know because whatever so it's all priorities um, are subjective to people Mm -hmm. absolutely Mm -hmm. um but like for me I'm by no means trying to get rich on my art over here if I do I'm okay with that so just, just I'll put that out there if I get rich on it. <laughs> but totally. what I'm trying to do is not go broke making the things that are like my voice. And I keep pretty like meticulous records about like what I spend and what things cost me and then like money I bring in. And and for a lot of artists, we roll it straight back into more making more things. I can't say that there's no artists who are out there trying to rip people off. Um, I can't, you know, I'm sure there's always somebody somewhere, right? Right. Running a scheme. But I think for the artists that I know and the like kind of the circles that I've talked to and kind of know what they're up to, like we're just trying to like keep doing what we love and hopefully not go broke um, in the <laughs> doing it. <laughs> and on that note, like I, one thing that's been really important to me since I've kind of started putting my own art out there and trying to do things to make a bit of money is to support other artists. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for sharing everything with us, Amy. Um, Real quick before you leave, can you please tell everybody where they can find you on social media, on Instagram, or if you have Facebook, a website, and where locally people could potentially come by your artwork? Absolutely. My photography business is called Magpie Photography. That has a separate Instagram. Um, And then I usually post my own artwork on my personal Instagram, which is just Amy A. Klein. I also am very excited that at the end of this month, so the end of March, March, I think it's the 30th, I'm going to have a solo art show for the first time in like 20 years at Sunflower Outdoor and bike shop in Lawrence, Kansas. And so I'll have several of my acrylic paintings and my prints available for viewing and purchase there as well. That is um, so exciting. Yeah, I'm super excited. Oh, thank you. I'm super excited. I don't know if you guys have been to Sunflower. I have. Before. I have. Yep. Yep. I've been uh, there. It's a super cool space. Um, I really love the people there. And so I'm really excited to get to show my work there. All of my prints are on 
my Etsy site. I have a brand new one I printed today that will be going up soon. And my Etsy shop is linked to my Instagram. And I can send that link and information to you guys as well. Yes, we will post all of that information on our show notes so our listeners can find you. Absolutely. I thank you guys so much for having me. I have never met you two. Harleen Lindsay in person (laughs) but I will tell you like I've I've known Jen for many years and I always like loved Jen has always had like you could tell she had a good circle of like women strong women around her and I always love knowing that people that I care about have good people around them I don't know if that's something you guys like ever think about I call it like a friend-in-law I feel good knowing (laughs) that my friends have like you're my friend-in-law so I know of you right and right. like then following your your podcast and things but like I've, I appreciate that someone I care about is in good hands with you guys oh that's, that's really so sweet. sweet I like that terminology too I do too yeah I want to start using that that's yeah you just coined it Amy <laughs> oh no I no I totally read it on a meme or Instagram oh, okay or <laughs> I didn't make it up but So we wanted to say thank you again to Amy for joining us. And we just have so much to talk about that we've decided that we're actually going to break the International Women's Day episode into two parts. So next week, you will be getting the second half of this in which we will be interviewing our very own Lindsay, as well as our friend Betsy Baker. And they're going to continue to talk to us about entrepreneurship and being a woman in business and what motivates them. So sit tight and we will keep the conversation going next week. If you want to hang out with us before our next brunch date, make sure to follow us on Instagram and TikTok at The Brunch Babes Podcast. And if you're feeling generous, please leave us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify to help us grow. 